Can employers terminate employees based on age alone? This is Stuff Employers Should Know. Welcome to Stuff Employers Should Know, proudly brought to you by LaborNet, management's ultimate HR solution. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Barry Gordon-Davis, and across from me is audio producer Yesa Yeslakit Ismail. And today we're going to be discussing when an employer may terminate an employee based on their age. Because specifically, in terms of the Labor Relations Act, Section 1871F states that if a dismissal is based on a reason being, and in subsection F stating related to a arbitrary ground, uh, including but not limited race, gender, sex, ethnic or social origin, color, sexual orientation and age, it is then automatically unfair, which basically means when it's automatically unfair, an employer may not prove that there was a fair procedure or substance for such a dismissal. And if the dismissal is based on an employee's age and deemed automatically unfair by the labor court, such an award can have relief of reinstatement, reemployment, or compensation to a maximum of 24 months. However, if we read on to subsection 2, paragraph B of section 187, it states, on the other hand, that a dismissal based on age is fair if the employee has reached the normal or agreed-upon retirement age for persons employed in that capacity. Very interesting. So it basically gives us the provision as to when an employer may discriminate fairly on the grounds of age. Now, this was confirmed in solidarity on behalf of Stratum and five others versus the State Information Technology Agency, or CETA as I'll refer to them going forward, this year on the 9th of May, where um, it basically said that an employee's termination for reaching normal or agreed-upon retirement age is fair. However, it is not always that simple, and we are guided by the provisions outlined in the WACO distributions case, where the court set out what an employer must show in order to succeed with the defense of a claim in the provisions of allowing to terminate due to reaching normal agreed-upon retirement age. And those three provisions are quite simple. We have to prove that the dismissal was actually based on the employee's age, that the employer has proved that there is actually an agreed or normal retirement age for that category of employee in the workforce and that the employee had then thus reached that normal or agreed upon retirement age. So this case law makes it clear that the employer will have to prove all these different elements to successfully terminate an employee when they reach that age to prevent it from being found to be discriminatory. So the easiest way to obviously effect this clause is to incorporate a retirement clause into the employment contract which stipulates the age at which an employee is required to retire and then or by implementing a policy in the workplace which regulates retirement age. But it is important to note that such a clause or policy cannot be introduced to existing employees without their consent because specifically retirement age is a material condition of employment. So introducing a retirement age for existing employees without their consent will technically constitute a unilateral change to terms and conditions and effectively leave the employer vulnerable to legal action in this regard. Nevertheless, an unfair dismissal if they try and effect it even unilaterally. Now, 
retirement age can be introduced if it's then after a, let's say, employment uh, arrangement has been entered into in a contract of employment by an addendum to the contract, which introduces the retirement age. However, if agreement cannot be reached, the employer would then have to follow a formal consultation process in terms of Section 189 of the Labor Relations Act in order to alter terms and conditions of employment based specifically on the operational requirements of the company. Now, quite often there may not be a agreed upon retirement age and expressly agreed upon retirement age, it's easy then to effect that clause. However, what about that second element, which is where an employer would then want to rely on an employee having reached normal retirement age? Now, in a Ruben Sportswear case of 2003, a group of employees that were between the ages of 60 and 65 were terminated for having reached what the employer claimed was the normal retirement age. However, the employer could not prove that there was actually a fixed or normal retirement age in the workplace, i.e. when the employees would normally retire. And in fact, the previously employed employees would even be, or even others were seen to be able to choose themselves when to retire between the ages of 55 and 65, which meant that the normal retirement age kind of varied between this and there was no fixed date. There were also several employees that had actually worked even further than the age of 65 and the employer was therefore not entitled to rely on um, termination due to normal retirement age and the dismissals in that matter were found to be automatically unfair. Now, in the, the matter that I'm referring to, solidarity on behalf of Stradham and five others versus the CETA, it was common cause that the retirement funds of all the applicants stipulated that retirement was actually at the age of 60. However, as the applicants had all worked past 60, they all then challenged the fact that because they had reached and surpassed normal retirement age, the employer can then no longer rely on it and they have to now establish an agreed-upon retirement age and challenge the fact that the employer now needs to consult and there has to be an agreement in order to effect a fair termination under the protections of Section 1872. However, the court referenced again the Rubin Sportswear matter, where it stated that Section 1872B basically creates two bases on which an employer can rely to justify the dismissal of an employee. The one is an agreed-upon retirement age, and the other a normal retirement age. And thus, they are mutually exclusive, which means in the absence of one, you can then rely on the other. But in talking about when you can then rely on normal retirement age, it was confirmed in Cash Paymaster Services versus Brown, otherwise known as Cash Paymaster case, that normal retirement age only applies in a case where there is no agreed retirement age between the employer and the employee. So that's where we have to note, is that when we talk about those two elements, despite the fact that they are mutually exclusive, uh, put it this way, the employee may not rely on both having to be ticked. The employer can rely on one of them because it's mutually exclusive. However, may only rely on the normal retirement age when the agreed retirement age is absent from the employment relationship. And therefore, if there's no re agreed retirement age, having conceded that there is a normal retirement age in the matter of solidarity, it's therefore we can then rely on the fact that 
There's no agreement. We can rely on normal and we don't have to establish a agreed upon one in order to rely on section 1872B. Now, we spoke in instances where employees are actually allowed to work beyond agreed retirement age or even work beyond normal retirement age. So what happens in those specific circumstances? Now, an employer must be careful to handle um, you know, these matters quite carefully where they're going to then be retired at a later stage. The easiest way is to then get an agreement, whether it is a fixed-term contract past that date or an express agreement. Now, there's a matter when it comes to agreements re- referred to as the Karen Beef matter where an employee had reached the company's normal retirement age of 60 and the employer advised the employee that they would be allowed to continue employment past the retirement age but made it expressly clear that the company reserves the right to decide when the employee must retire and give in normal notice. However, then two years later, the employee was given notice that they were to retire, well, that he was to retire, but the employee then subsequently claimed that the dismissal was unfair. But the court held that it was clear that the normal or agreed-upon retirement age existed within the company and that the employee had reached that age. And however, after that, the employer subsequently was protected because there was express agreement that entitled the employer to terminate the employee's contract at any time after the date which he then reached that retirement age. Now, in the matter of um, solidarity versus CETA, the court referenced a a commonly utilized um, case where the consequences of allowing an employee to work beyond an agreed or normal retirement age was articulated by Sneiman AJ, which is the bank versus Finkelstein matter, where the court found that where an employee works beyond an agreed or normal retirement age, the harsh reality is that such an employee is in effect working on borrowed time. The employer, unless it can be proven that the employer specifically waived its rights to apply the retirement age, will then remain entitled to at any point after the employee has attained the normal or agreed retirement age, place the employee on retirement. So concluding and using the above matters where it's then reconfirmed that the employer is entitled to effect a retirement when the employee has reached normal or agreed upon retirement age, provided that it can prove all the elements required in the WACO matter. Now, I know I've referenced many cases, and we will make sure that all these cases are cited in the description of today's podcast. And uh, yeah, if you want to get in touch, suggest topics, or even just say hi, fire off an email to sesk at labornet.com or find us on all the major social media platforms. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on whichever platform you use to make sure that you never miss an episode and ensure that you stay in the know of all things South African labor law. So from myself, BGD, and yes, from across from me, till next episode, cheers. Staff Employers Should Know was proudly brought to you by LabourNet, management's ultimate HR solution. For more episodes from Staff Employers Should Know, Go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you play your favorite shows. Case law or statutes referenced in the podcast are current at the time of recording.